I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Alistair, today's I Want to Say podcast is brought to you by, I know I have to say, Harry's. Harry's, they're the people who clean my face of all its extra man man wire follicles man well it's not really follicles i don't don't think they touch the follicles really well i would say that sometimes they do such a close shave yes that i even feel defollicled it doesn't matter if it if it doesn't happen that's how i feel wow okay right so you'll feel defollicled yeah like it's a shave that is more than beneath the skin it's sort of inside your mind right it'll change your perception of yourself hmm but really, what it is is it's just on top of your skin. Oh yeah, okay, great. Yeah. They'd love to. They'd love us to clarify that. I'm sure. Yeah. These are Harry's. All right. Now this is the part of the ad where let, we get real with you for a second and talk mm-hmm. about real stuff, because they sent us some soaps and some body wash and stuff that we didn't even no that no one's told us anything about this. It just showed up in the mail. And it was the most beautiful smelling, uh, wonderful feeling. The most beautiful smelling. Oh, uh, wonderful feeling. Wonderful feeling. And uh, uh, luscious wash I've ever had. And, uh, yeah, it's been fantastic. Anyway, right. that, that, we haven't been asked to advertise that. I don't even know if it's available. Mm. We might have been sent the only ones in the world for safekeeping. That's all we know. They could have been the prototypes the and the, prototypes. the only ones that existed. Yeah. Anyway, I've washed that all over my body and used a little bit of it on my sons, my two tiny sons. And he's got two. I'm a binary system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, on. we'll tell you more about Harry's later on in the show, but suffice to say they've got some real good stuff for you and you don't have to pay for it. All right. Ring. That was called Ring the Beasts, and you're Ooh. listening to Two in the Think Tank, the, the show where we come up with five, five sketch ideas, ideas, and we try your patience. And I'm my name is Alistair George William Trombley Birchall, and I'm Andy, and, and uh, we are here to bring you word soup. Yeah, word soup and word salad, mm. and you know what? Word toast to dunk to word dunk. Do you think you could do a salad place where all the salad is linear? You know, you, you take all the ingredients of mm-hmm. the salad and you just it's, – it's called do a line, right? Yeah. And any food you want, yeah. they'll organize it into a line it's for you. Nice. And you can do a line of it, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. And you can even do a line of Coke, right? They'll give you Coca-Cola, yeah. right? Oh, but it'll good. be in a little trough, right? Tiny and you get a straw trough. and you chase it along. Right? That's a Everything. great way to drink yeah. and to, to eat anything. It is. A line of soup. You get a real good sense of how how much you've eaten, mm. right? Not in necessarily kilojoules, but, but in, in millimeters. Yeah, in length. Yeah, and it's all the food looks very thin. I think I think you know, 
I think it's hard to keep track. The human mind, I get confused by volume. Volume always takes you by surprise. That's true. Not that any food guidelines are about volume, I don't think. But still, yeah. right? Length is a much easier concept to get your head around, mm -hmm. right? If you were allowed to eat two meters a day. Yeah, if, it's, if it was like, if it was basically Subway, but it was mm. just salad. And so it's like, oh, would you like a foot of... A foot of salad, like a foot of Caesar. Yeah. Maybe do you want a, f a foot of Mediterranean? Like yeah. That. And then you kind of get a general idea. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if they could, if they could, like, link it in maybe with, like, you know, it's a, for every half foot you get, for every six inches of, of salad, you get a serve of vegetables. Great. As you go along. And I think you're on a little ch wheel, like one of those things that, like, they use for going upstairs for people. You know, it's like a little lift thing, but it goes along. Up okay. the side of the chair stairs, yep. but it goes straight along, and you yeah. just eat your way. So you sit down to eat, yep. and you and your party or whatever you're moving along. And so wait, so you're going upstairs? No, there's no stairs. It's horizontal this okay. one, right? And you're just going along the piece of food. Oh, so it's like a sushi train, but you're you're, the train. you're on the train. <laughs> yeah, great. And the sushi is stationary. Yeah, so they just line it up. They're they're just, and you're in the kitchen. And and uh, the yes. chefs work out in the sort of the table area. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And you go along, and if your party, because because it's all the timing of the how fast your little chair is going mm. is uh, using sensors and that sort of thing in the okay. table. It knows how fast you're eating, so you eat at a mm. at a pace that uh, you you're moving at, or you move at the pace that you're eating at more 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 sure. accurately. And what this will do is it'll make sure that everybody is carrying their end of the conversation because if somebody in your party, you know, your party of four or whatever, yeah. isn't eating as much, they'll be moving a, uh, they'll be moving a lot more slowly, right? Yeah. Which, you know, if you want to stay together as a group, you you'll see, eat. you know, you, you've got to, you got to eat, you got to eat. So somebody yeah. else has got to do some talking, all so right? So then, yeah, suddenly it becomes, it's a, it's a cooperative thing because, I mean, a lot of the time mm. you're eating together, but it's it's actually kind of disrespectful in exactly. how in how different the paces are and finishing at the same time is like kind of like the mutual orgasm of the meal if everybody mm. has their last mouthful at the yep. end of the meal you know that you you had a great time right or a terrible mm. time when nobody spoke and everyone focused on eating <laughs> but at least you had it together well, you're all equal because sometimes that would happen is that your group would be going along you mm. know and you'd be going at a nice pace because you're talking mm. but then a group who's not talking to uh, each other it's like playing starts, golf yeah they, they start <laughs> they start riding your ass they start tailgating you <laughs> and you're like i wish these people but you know but they're all business people and they're kind of yeah. they're focused on the you know they've got karaoke to go off to right sure but then see what what we've got now here is an interesting scenario mm. where you're clearly good conversationalists because you're not moving that fast the conversation is flowing Right, they're mm -hmm. bad conversationalists, but now you're you're butted up against each other. Okay, yeah. that we've brought the bad conversationalists oh. and the good conversationalists together, and now maybe you can involve them in your conversation. Okay, get yeah. them going, get them kickstarted, chuck yeah. them a couple of topics. You sure. know, would it kill you? You're coming in here with your with your pockets full of topics yeah. to discuss. Yeah, right? and then the, and yeah. then there's those over there who've got nothing to talk about. So then it brings people together. Mm, now, and then hopefully apart. Now, there's a there's a one part where I, I find it difficult to follow yet because if this is all happening, how are multiple people eating on the same line? Uh, know, is there multiple lines on the table or are there different table heights? There's different table heights. Everyone's on and, their own <laughs> height. But, so, but your conversation, you sort of shout up 
and yeah. the people in your group. Yeah, right. so somebody's just like a meter up. <laughs> Alistair, you've, you've resolved, I, I think, the only issue with this yeah. plan. And now it's now it's looking good, i got to yeah. say. And so it's kind of, yeah, because now, now you're just kind of like, it's a bit like a Ferris wheel. Like, yeah. I mean, you're not spinning. I mean, we could. Yeah. But you, <laughs> so there's people above no, you. because you want to be able to see how much, fo- how far you've come, how much food yeah. you've eaten along the line. That's right. Yeah, it's important that you have your own line. I think every, you know, and the table, everyone's tables are very narrow, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There is the risk that you're eating off of your narrow table there as you move. Food may be falling on the people below you. But yeah. that's something to talk about. That's right. And, and this is all about conversation. Yeah, and it'll stop you from tailgating other groups. Yes. <laughs> yeah, unless you're one, uh, like a really repressed group who doesn't talk up when something goes wrong. But then why are you going out to dinner at this crazy restaurant? Like this is, I mean, sorry, it's not crazy. It's a it's viable not crazy. business it's, idea. It's a length of salad. Yeah, and it's like a rotating restaurant as well, right? Mm. Except Which, that you're rotating. that just goes rotating. round around. Yeah. It's a linear version of that. Uh, with yeah. a few differences as well. Yeah, it's uh, look. I mean, the fact that it that will appeal to people who are train enthusiasts, I mm. think, is great because so far, so few train, uh, so so few restaurants have. So there's sushi trains. There's sushi trains, and then there's restaurant trains, obviously. Yeah, and, then and there's, there's restaurants in disused trains, and then there's restaurant trams. Yeah, and there's but, Blue Train, the restaurant down at South Bank. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. But so rarely, <laughs> you're right. Do you get to eat food off of a an actual railroad track? Well, no, you're not eating food off a railroad track. But wouldn't you? it be great to? Because if you did have a railroad track, you could sl- you could put the slices of like radish and things like that in the gaps between the two. The you know what's the bit of wood? What's that called? A uh, railway the rail- sleeper. Sleeper. You can put it between the sleepers. Yeah, when you don't want to eat them. No, no, that's how you line them up. Like, how are you going to stand those two things up? Or are you going to put like a, you're going to put bookends on each well, end? Well, nobody said anything had to be standing up, Alistair. Well, how are you lining the it slices up? Slices of radish. Yeah. Yeah, they're just lying down there. Lying down? Oh. Yeah. Well, that seems, that just seems kind of more disorderly. <laughs> then if you're doing that, why not just put it in a pile in a bowl? Hey, I thought you, you that's a great up. idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's called pile in a bowl. <laughs> Salad pile. <laughs> <laughs> it's our other restaurant. It's okay. They're on is, fixed tables. Is salad really a pile? Is salad a pile? Because it's sort of, it's sort of like almost an upside down pile. You know, the pile goes down into the bowl. Mm. And very often, the top is flat. Yeah, but then often, you know, a pile kind of goes down onto the ground, and then the top is flat. <laughs> yeah, which I'm saying is the opposite. You know, I don't think that's a pile. Yeah, but that's that's but, but. If you put a, a pile of things into a circular bit of ground, yes. then it does do that. Yeah, but it's no longer a pile. Yeah, but now it, it's a bowl. Yeah, but you're... Look, it's a bowl pile. The thing is, is that... Well, all I know about piles is they have more at the bottom than they do at the top. Is that all piles? That's all piles. Name a pile that doesn't have that. Salad. <laughs> <laughs> um... I just look. I pile just, in a bowl. I just don't think we need to be pile Nazis. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I never wanted coming into this. I never wanted to be a pile Nazi. Have you but, written that down? Length, yeah. of, length of salad train restaurant. Oh, that's that's great. I reckon you could just take those words into uh, sh- the shark den. Yeah. 
shark den. The shark den. I mean, an actual shark den. <laughs> you could take those words into a shark no, it's den. It's a shark shark tank. Yeah. Lion's den. Yeah, dragon's right. den. Dragon's den. Bears. Cave. I never understood in the dragon's den the Australian version. Mm. I've only I only barely saw an episode. Yeah. But there was one guy who looked like he was a human version of a dragon. Was that part of the show? <laughs> Well, didn't he like? Wasn't there somebody who dressed in robes and had long I'm blonde hair? Know. Some that was dyed. Are you serious? I thought so. He's kind of like. I don't think I've seen this show. I mean, I, I know I haven't seen this show, but I think even not having seen the show, I can still rule this out. Yeah. Yeah. A guy wearing robes. Yeah, it just feels like these look, are financiers. These are entrepreneurs. I know, but you know, there's always the ones that are like a little bit weird, a little bit eccentric. I always feel like they probably don't really have that much. Like money. Silicon Valley mm. has that one who's like he's got long dreads, and he I don't know his name, but he 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 tells you how you should stay off social media. Because, you know, it's like, oh, and can a social media be made that, you know, because it's like, it's like mind manipulation and things like that, emotional manipulation. Mm. And then he, people ask him, you know, oh, can, can a uh, social media be made that doesn't do that? He goes, oh, yeah. And then, but he doesn't make one. See? So who is this guy? He's just. What does he do? You know, he's, he's a designer. He's, he's a, a billionaire. He's a, he's a, you know, he, yeah, he's a programmer, but he's an activist, you know. Mm. Mm, and he has the answers, but he's not going to give. But he's not going to. He's not going to create the yeah, solution. I, I for can't us. believe that this guy, with his dreads, has all the answers. Why not? It feels. I mean, this is my long-running theory: mm. is that you have, if you care mm, too much about your hair, yeah, you can't have any deeper insight into the world. Sure, because. You have to still be making decisions of it. Like, you have to get up in the morning and say, "Oh, I've got to look after my hair, or got to make my hair look a certain way." Sure, I guess a dread is very much a set and forget kind of thing. Do is it though? No, maybe not. Maybe there's a lot of maintenance. I think I think you see the set and forget dreads, and those guys are not entrepreneurs. Okay. I think I think I think quite a lot of. I you know, look. I'm showing my ignorance. I don't know dreads. Don't know dreads. Remember before when we were on the street and we saw a bit uh, like a, a, a version guy who of looked Michael? like Michael Hick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both looked at each other, but we didn't say anything. Well, we couldn't. And this is the first time we're bringing it up now. <laughs> yeah, and nobody in our audience understands. Well, you know, it's a great opportunity to pr- to promote Dragon Friends. <laughs> Michael Hing from Dragon Friends. Yeah. Anyway, we saw a version of him. Hmm. Now, this is my pitch, Alastair, for a show. It's called the Bears Cave, right? And it's like uh, okay. it's like Dragon Den mm. or uh, Shark Tank, yeah. Right, but you go in and everyone's asleep. Okay, yeah. and then you just sort of have to tiptoe out. And you got to not wake anybody. You got to not wake them all up. And then you get ten thousand dollars. Exactly. <laughs> if, you don't wake them up. if you can get in there and get mm. out again, maybe you've got to get something that they've stolen, like a like a beehive. A beehive. You've got to get a beehive. You got to go. <laughs> you go in. You got to get a beehive. If you can get out again yeah. without waking them up. Mm-hmm. And the bees getting loose or anything like yeah. that, you get ten thousand dollars for your startup company. And is it is it their money or is it just like the, it's their money? It's their money. Yeah. So like they have an incentive to be like to not fall asleep. Well, but also they like everyone likes a good sleep. That's you know? true. Yeah. And I reckon this could be done just genuinely during the the the. the the, while these people are asleep, they, see this is the thing, right? These are yeah. busy people. Yeah. Okay. Entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs, preneurs, 
right? They don't need mm. another thing in their lives. Like, why do these guys have the time to be on this stupid TV show talking to idiots? Yeah, must. Right? But if they were, if they did it, if they said, all right, I'll sign on to your TV show, but I'll only do it if I can be asleep, if it mm. can be something that slots into my sleep time, which is exactly the kind of thing that entrepreneurs would love, by the way, making, yeah. more, taking advantage they of. They make a bit of money for time. being on TV. Exactly. But they, they get to also squeeze in their sleep. They squeeze in their sleep and... And all they, they're risking is occasionally giving away $10,000 to a person who sneaks in and doesn't wake them up and takes the beehive. Exactly. And what does that teach you? That teaches you to respect the entrepreneur and their sleep. Mm. Right? That's right. Don't disturb them. Don't disturb the entrepreneur. I reckon $10,000, if you got that much money, $10,000 for a good night's sleep, I think that's nothing. Yeah. I think once you're, once you're making the big bucks, yeah. once you're, you're sort of like the head of some juice company, mm. you know, some, you know, oh, some yeah. thing where they put... You <laughs> a know, franchise. Yeah, a franchise. You're head of a put, franchise. They put the they put candle up in a blender with some ice. <laughs> charge $18. Yeah, charge 18 bucks. <laughs> At this point, $10,000 for a sleep is cheap. <laughs> They get uh, they get a get thirteen year olds mm. to blend the cantaloupe with ice. Yeah, <laughs> charge you forty five dollars extra with wheat germ. And hey, and even if you do lose that ten thousand dollars, you've got like a fifty percent share ownership in some guy's something, some something. guy's new card game that he invented, where it's like it's and, mages. And the great thing is that you don't have to worry. About that either, because you don't know what it is. You don't know what it is, and they're probably going to put some thirteen-year-olds onto that. Yeah. And look, if if it's just a blue sky project, if that you know ends up, everything's about taking risks. Exactly. You, know, you one take in, these, you roll the dice, you see what happens. One in, you know, one in one hundred will make a billion dollars. Mm. I think that's the that's the a rule of thumb. What about this as a game, mm. right? A, a new. This is a totally should different. I, should show. I write down cave of? Yeah, cave, yeah, 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 yeah. A bear cave. Okay, cave of right. bears. Um, uh, it's buy, low, sell, hibernate. Great. Doesn't um, doesn't work on any level. What was I going to say? Was it was, was buy, say, is buy a place in it Australia? Is. Yeah. It's a it's a supermarket chain. I think it's one in the UK as well. Yeah. Buy low. Has that survived? I don't yeah. think that exists. I think that turned into Coles or Purity or no Safeway, uh, Woolworths. What no. was the buy low meaning? You buy at a low, low. price, but like, it, but you don't have the option to buy it high. Or, or do, do their prices fluctuate with market? No, with the market, market no, they're just telling you that you can buy at a low price because they have low prices. No, oh. <laughs> I like a thing that doesn't mean anything. Coles, what does it mean? Nothing. Aldi, you know. Doesn't mean Sears, anything. Zellers. These are all things mm. that mean nothing, and I Mace, like that. Macy's Fifth Avenue. Yeah. I don't, yeah Sears that, Fifth that, Avenue. That Fifth Avenue means too much to me, though. Yeah. To right. me. You like... Uh, you don't like hidden meaning. You like visible lack of meaning. Yeah. Mm. What about this? Blungers. Okay, let's say we opened up Blungers. Yeah. Right. There's no. There's no other meaning in that. People. People are already doing low prices. What you know, and people are doing you high, know, high, high, you high know, prices. high like high sort of you know fancy things. Yeah. There's got to be another thing that we can do that offers something better. All right. This is this is it. Yeah. Right. You it, you it's you get it from the shelf. Yeah. Right. And it's got a little digital thing on it. Yeah. Right. And it costs zero dollars. Okay. Right. And then. It, as soon as you take it off the shelf, that starts counting up, 
right? And the faster you can get out of the shop, yep. the lower you get it for. And it'll and we have self serve checkouts, yeah, right? And it just and gets it people counting. through. It keeps counting through until it's until it's uh, until you've finished all your um, groceries or whatever. So it's like a kind of it's like a supermarket but with taxi rules. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, sure, and and so people will go there because of the competitive element. Because I mean, it I still feels the, like I they're... think the competitive element's pretty. I think that'll yeah. certainly get some people in, and people will train for this kind of thing. It blunges, right? blunges, yeah. And but also it, well, it, it you know it helps you clear mm. clear the clear the shop. Get people. There's also the really the chance of a bargain. It encourages people to know what they want before they go to the shop as well. Like have yeah. it all in their head, mm-hmm. right? Um, like are there other screens outside so you can almost like just do the research or do you have to like just learn over to, over the years of going over time there? it's like yeah. playing Donkey Kong or something you just have to do it and do it and do it and learn the layout and that sort of thing mm-hmm. but things move around as well we keep it tricky <laughs> <laughs> and at blunges at blunges and it's and it's three stories high but no there's no solid floors the floors yeah. move as well it's like in the Harry Potter world correct but like, is there another thing that isn't price that would would make people buy products? So there's quality, mm. but like, how you know, like you know, people, you know, like chefs are always like, you got to start with high quality ingredients, right? Yeah. But like, like, how do you get a high quality tomato? Like, <laughs> like, how is a tomato better than another tomato? Probably if you get it from some farmer who doesn't like spray them with heaps of stuff or like grow them hydroponically or lets them. Oh, it's all about you got to let them ripen on the vine. That's a big one. Yeah. Vine ripened. That's good. That is good? That's good. You know what the thing is? I think that the tomato, the vine, smells better than the tomato. Interesting. Yeah? You ever thought about that? Yeah, I'm thinking about it now. Yeah? Yeah, and I think you might be right. I would rather, like that, when I smell that vine, it smells so delicious, but when you eat a tomato, you go, what is this shit? It's... It's sort of flowery. flowery. But you like, yeah, okay, you're, you're, you're t- adopting this position for comic effect, Alistair. I Andy, understand. what are you talking about? I'm talking about how, okay, well, are you including cherry tomatoes in this? No. Okay. Are you including, <laughs> like, cooked tomato, like, you know, tomato passata sauce, that kind of thing? Yeah, I'm sure you can do some cooking to make the tomato okay, but couldn't you do some cooking to make that vine excellent? Like, is the vine, is the problem with the vine? Are is we it eating that it's wood? wood? <laughs> Are we eating wood? I mean, it's been a while since we ate some wood on this it's, podcast. It's a gateway wood. <laughs> I don't think it is a wood. But do you think it's a bit, It's a bit. but it would probably be too fibrous. Mm. You know, it's mm. somewhere between a vegetable and wood. You're right. Maybe we need to look into eating vines mm. and then we'll work our way down to eating wood. Right. It's mm. too big a step eating wood all in one go. You're right. Right? You're right. And probably the digestive system wouldn't be able to handle that either. So let's take Let make it, adapt. it easy. Yes. Seed vines for the next three million years. <laughs> oh, it'd be so great if we could all agree to do something like that. Yeah. Right? It's an investment. You never get any politicians with any vision these days. I think mm. it's because of the four year ter- three year terms. Exactly. Right? Let's and democracy, democracy's dead. Let's install a dictatorship. Let's get a be- benevolent, benevolent dictator yeah. and somebody who says, "All right, everybody, I got a vision." Yeah, would six million years time? <laughs> snap a twig off a tree, eat it, eat it, go about your day. 
but what it what that means it's gonna take <laughs> it's gonna take some time. All right, and you got it. We we but, mm-hmm. you know you think about the World War One, right? Yeah, changed the I economy do. overnight. To Did a we? war footing, or oh, World War Two, maybe. Yeah, you war. know, Thank to you. to get get everything up and running to build the stuff and you know make the planes and fight the war. Turn the right. can thing into a cannon yeah. thing. This is behavioural changes. Wrench long to... shop into a sort of kill military ro- wrench. Ro- shop. Military <laughs> wrench. <laughs> rope store into the hang people with the rope store. <laughs> um, it was very quick. But um, and, and and this isn't even that quick, you know. We're just saying. No. We want give me three million years. Everybody start eating a little bit of vine now. It's like one vine a week. Yeah, right. Everybody, you, you can do just your chop bit chop up the, the vine pool. into little bits and just just stir it into the food you're currently course, eating. Because the thing is, yeah, right. The thing is, we're fighting evolution really here, or we're sort of mm. no, we're fighting humanity, right? Because oh, we're, and we're forcing evolution because people are going to start dying, yeah. right? Because they can't digest the vines. Right, yeah. family members are going to start to die. Sure. And they'll get That's, sick, mm. right? But what we need you to do is to keep feeding them the vines, yeah. because it's important that they die off, so that we can strengthen the gene pool and you know move towards people. Only those who can digest the vines can survive. So we need to we need to breed and die faster, whilst the, and and the vines will allow us to do this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, they I will. I think the people who will keep surviving, especially the, the tomato, that's the deadly nightshade family. Those vines are probably poisonous. You think so? Yeah. Deadly, uh, deadly nightshade. Yeah. This is a. This is. Uh, you gonna text George? I was gonna this text is. George. <laughs> um. Well. Wait. What was I gonna say? I, look, first of all, because what I mean to speed evolution along, not only mm. is the dying important and the I reckon if somebody is eating a vine, they even look like they're not enjoying it. You just shoot them in the head. Right? There you go. That's because a good they way. weren't going to make it anyway. Yeah. Right. And we're we're in a hurry. But you know, could we do a nicer way? I know, I know, like I know, shooting is more efficient. But could we just put them in a room? Oh, well, hello. Yeah. And just, then what? It's less cruel than shooting. You just put them in a room that they can't get out of. <laughs> Can they tie some of those vines together? Shimmy down a shimmy out the window. Well, look. How about this? We just build a really big wall around the city, mm-hmm. and it's the vine city, and we but we brick it up like it's an igloo, right? Yep. So nobody can get in through the things like that. But if somebody shows any distaste for the vine, mm. they go outside. They're outside. And they're not allowed. They're not allowed, and then they have to just go survive on their own. That sounds like they'll probably do a lot better than the people <laughs> in the vine city. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. reckon that's what you want, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but not in the lo- like, not in the long run. Not in the long run, not because three lo- million down the track, people in that Vine City, that bricked over Vine City, where yeah. by the way, <laughs> it doesn't sound like it's going to be any sunlight. I reckon there's not going to be many trees to eat. Well, in what three about those bricks? Years time <laughs> when the, when no. a baby who is born, <laughs> no, but those can <laughs> eat wood. <laughs> There won't well, be anything. No, no. Look, we'll, we'll, well. First of all, we'll have lots of stores of wood in there. Yeah, okay. And the with houses a, with will a little be note ma- on them to say, "Don't touch." Don't eat until three million years from now, <laughs> and you'll put the date. But three then, million two thousand and eighteen. But, but it can be those bricks that you, you sometimes use for bathrooms that you can sort of see through. Oh, those are good. Yeah, those. Are yeah. Good. So, so they're like they're a bit clear, but you can, you can't quite make out a boob. Yep. <laughs> You know, but Do you, you reckon that was the brief for designing those bricks? Absolutely. 
kind of clear, but you can't make out a boob. You want you can't make out any outline, it's like any a sort strong of a, outline. It's like a censorship kind of a thing, isn't it? Exactly, it's like a censored you, window. You could you could still see where the pubic hair is. Yeah, you but, know that there is a boob there. But it's yeah, but on the on the, uh, the pubic hair is on the boob. Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> and but but there's. It's so blurry. It's too abstract to to mm. feel anything, any physical response. Mm. It feels like it's only a only a, a flick of the dice, that mm. toss of the toss of the coin, that we didn't wind up with. Boobs have beards. Boobs have beards. Yeah, because they're a sort of a, a, a genital related region in the same way that the crotch is, right? And the uh, the crotch is sort of a foldy, kind of slightly sometimes sweaty space, mm-hmm. and it feels like the reasons that you have hair there yeah. are the same kinds of reasons that you would have hair under a boob. That's true. Right? All the conditions it's for just, the hair to thrive it's just are present. A bit, it's, it's a sweaty area that you kind of want to catch smell in. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, I think. I think. So Because that's... I mean, think about how, like, because cause that's, I guess, the idea was that a lot of your personality is in your smell mm. and how we get to know each other. Before, I guess, when, when they designed humans, uh, you know, or when humans evolved out of rocks, the, the, the rocks from rocks, um, we, how we got to know each other, but pre-names, mm. they didn't predict names were going to come. And so it was all just little smell bushes mm-hmm. where you would trap smells and then you would mostly, you'd go like, I think Carl's here. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> but you wouldn't say Carl. You think, I think that guy, you know, that guy the other day who was like... The guy with that smell. Yeah, the guy with that smell who like kept showing you how to like, like dig grubs up with yeah. that stick. That guy, he's back. I can yeah, smell him. Yeah, he's back. He's been in this area. <laughs> this doesn't feel like this is here. That should work. But... You don't do you think, think that's, that's a... where the word, because the word perspiration mm. and the word person, they got to be connected. They got to be person and the word purse, purse, could be. Oh my God, you're right. And uh, and a purse is where you keep your sweat exactly and your ID. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't isn't an underarm just a smell purse? Yes. An identification purse. Mm, yeah, you just Sm- open it up. Like that, and then you let out and you go, this is who I am. Yeah. Um, how is this useful? But, but, do, but do you think we don't, we don't understand each other in, as, as much? Because now when somebody smells, you just kind of tell them, you go, go clean yourself. Mm. Mm. Like you're in, like they're... Do you think it's, a, it's an identity? Do you think we're losing our identities or something in some way? Go wash off your identity. Yeah. Go, go wash off who you are. We've we've changed it so that our identity now is CK one, it's Dove soap, it's just it's some Harry's shavers foam smell, which is great by the way. Mm, wish I could eat it. Should we tell people a little bit more about Harry's? Oh well, Andy, if you if you want to bring it up, that's okay. I just okay. got some stuff I'd like to get off my chest. Firstly, my boob hair, and yeah. then mm-hmm. oh, but if I did have boob hair, that'd be the perfect smooth. It's oh, a... Imagine shaving your boob hair with a Harry's razor. Mm. Uh, this is um, this is what we're offering. All right, break it down for me. Listeners of our podcast can go to harrys.com forward slash think tank, and for the low low price of nothing, mm-hmm. no money, you can get a Harry's shaver pack valued at 
$13, a starter pack, right? What do you get, Alistair? Tell us. Take us through it. You get that weighted handle. Oh, yeah. Oh, you get the, you get a five-blade razor. With an extra blade for shaving under your nose. Oh, so yeah. A little fine detail little, one li- there. Little one at the tip there. You, yeah. I've never seen that before. Also, that'd be perfect for your boob, boob beard doing under the nipple, you know? It's, oh, it's, yeah, that's around what you'd the nipple. That's what you for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Around hard-to-reach places, maybe even the, in the creases of an erect nipple. You could get in there. You could get in there. This is how thin this blade is. Now you've got uh, also you've got your shaving cream, mm-hmm. gel, foaming gel. Yeah, you got your travel. You got your travel case. I'm gonna eat that. I'm gonna eat that gel. And I'm gonna eat that travel case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that travel case. Uh, by the way, we're not talking like some sort of trundle wheel thing. This is not a thing that you're going to have to put in the overhead <laughs> it's not compartment. Like a duffel bag. There's a little thing that clips over the head of your razor and stops the blades from like chopping up all the stuff in your in your backpack. Uh, it stops the blade from giving all the other things that you own a tight close shave. Yeah, which would make them feel like they're your equal and it's important that you feel superior to your possessions. Mm-hmm. And that is why you should go to harrys.com forward slash think tank. Yeah. Get these, get this deal for nothing, and then you can just walk away. As far as I'm concerned, you right? could walk. You could walk for days. Walk for days mm-hmm. with Harry's chaise. That's right. Now this is this was my other idea for a show, Alistair. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's it's a show. It's it's kind of people have to try and do Inception. Mm-hmm. Right. They have to try to do it. Try to do it, but like not with going into people's dreams or anything. Okay. It's just whispering stuff to people who are asleep. Right, and we have monitors on the people, so we make sure that the people can't wake up. But you just got to whisper stuff to like, them. What kind of monitors? Like sleep monitors. But when you say it's like we have to make sure that they can't wake up, is it like we have an an anesthetist who's giving no, them something to keep no, them no, under? No, they're genuinely asleep. Okay, it's real sleep, the sleep of the living. So you get somebody into your your TV studio. You go go to sleep. For- <laughs> Go to sleep in this big studio. Don't wake up. Don't wake up. All Ignore right? that audience. We'll be monitoring you. Don't wake up. We'll make sure you don't wake up. Look, I never said there was an audience, but I like where you're going yeah. with this, Alistair. <laughs> and then people come in, they whisper stuff to mm-hmm. them, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, when the person wakes up, naturally. Naturally. Oh, maybe you've got to shake him awake so you can get him in the middle of a dream. Anyway, yeah. we then ask them if they got any, if they can tell us what they was whispered to them in, in any way, right? They describe their dreams and that sort of thing. Okay. And then the more information they can give about the stuff that was whispered to them, yeah, the more money you get. So, so the people who would do the best in this are people who just pretend to sleep. No, that's why we have the monitors, Alistair, so that we can check that they're actually asleep. Genuine sleep. Okay. All right. All right. It's the okay. <laughs> How about this? The people who are asleep, mm. right? They want to not remember anything. Okay, that they had whispered to them. All right. Yeah. The people who, because it's a competition. The people who are whispering. Yeah. All right. They want the person to remember lots of stuff. Yeah. So they can get some money. Now, do you see the flaw in this? Well, the, if the person just tries to mention things that weren't whispered to them. Great. That, and you're, you're right, Alistair, that is the flaw. And that is why as soon as they wake up, we hit them with a huge dose of some sort of truth serum. Okay. Sodium pentothol? What about pentanol? just love? Love. We surround them with love yeah. and make them feel that they can't lie. Okay. Because that would hurt the people who are close to them. 
mm-hmm. right? And then so they they divulge anything that they heard in their sleep. Yeah. And that you know. I mean, look, I think it's a great. It's a it's a really great idea. I, I, I'm just trying to t- find a way to turn sleep into a competition, yeah. a game show of some What kind. about who slept the longest? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good game? That's actually that's a great game. Yeah. That, like 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 marathon sleepers, right? So these would be people <laughs> who would stay awake for ages. Yeah, you know, beforehand. Yeah, and then um, you just monitor. As soon as they go out... Yeah, you start the clock. Yeah. Right? But then but then they might just wake up at some point because they're tossing and turning. They lose straight away. Yeah. And I think if you wake up a little bit, they shock you. To mm. make you all the way awake. All the way awake. Yeah. And so that you can feel bad. And then also, you can always tell when somebody wakes up, but they're pretending to be asleep. So there'd be experts at that who are just mm, watching them. Yeah. Who can tell if they're just pretending. Yeah, who can catch out a faux sleeper. Um, also, a lot of I'll tell you who'd mo- sponsor this. Who? Mattress companies. Oh, yeah. Because that could be part of your equipment. Mm. You could bring in, you know, the kit. Right. Competitive sleeping. I'm L- just like, writing this. Like, getting- like a pole vaulter would bring their... Do they bring their own poles? I reckon they bring their own poles. Right? I mean... You couldn't go in there. You wouldn't want on, a group pole. with somebody else's pole. Yeah, it'd be all sweaty and disgusting. Yeah, I think it could be tampered with. You got to know the pole. It's like yeah. a horse or something. Exactly. You give it a name. You know, you uh, brush it. Yeah, you brush it. You put sugar on it. <laughs> like a horse. <laughs> like a horse. You know, and yeah, but what would you call your pole? Bendy, shafty. <laughs> Tubo? <laughs> Long boy? Uh, you know, some dick reference, maybe. Yeah, flippy stick. Flippy stick. Yeah. Um, Andy, I want to go back. Sure. I mean, I want to go back to um, the vine brick igloo. Yeah, great. I think people are getting really into that. Just because I think what's happening here is that this is, you know, this is the first mayor who's really starting to give a shit about sort of human diversity mm. and who's trying to make some some proper leap, leaps forward. Yeah. Right? Because I think you've got to also diversify what all the humans eat so that mm. we don't run out of food. Because, yeah. I mean, sure, we could try to make more food. Yeah. But couldn't we just adapt our bodies to turn things that aren't, aren't food. food into food? Yes. And so exactly. this in this igloo, anybody who shows a distaste um, for vines or whatever and, you know, gets you kicked out. You cast them out. You cast them out. Right? Sucked in, you say. Sorry. Sucked in. Sorry, you can't be in the vine Can't place. be in my glass brick vine igloo. Vine igloo. <laughs> like that. And it's just it's also a green a greenhouse for growing vines. Yeah. And we export tomatoes, <laughs> <laughs> but which which we've got heaps of, by the way, because we don't eat them. Yeah, we've got loads. We've got <laughs> we've got passion fruit. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> yep. Um, and the best thing is you can sell the passion fruit, the inside of the passion fruit, mm. to another igloo where they're, you know, where they just eat passion fruit or whatever. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, people already do. Yeah, people already like that, but some people don't like it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I guess you could get, but then you can take the shells of the passion fruit and send that to another igloo. Where people eat that people stuff. People are, well, are just trying. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so these are almost like evolution laboratories. Yes. But... Or, like, or like the Australian Institute of Sport is for swimmers. Yeah. This is for vine eaters. And. Yeah, but we're, this is like. We're we're twenty five years from the complete collapse of ecosystem, mm. right? And these are the last tries. <laughs> these are our <laughs> these are our last attempts to just find ways of like just staying here for another fifty years or something like that. If we yeah. could just start eating vines, we won't run out of vines for a mm-hmm. while. You know, we got plenty of tomatoes, but. If we could eat those vines, mm. they're denser, so there's probably more calories per mm. per cubic centimeter, mm. which is how you measure. Yeah, unless you're at the uh, the train long line restaurant doing a line, which yeah. case they measure it by obviously length. they're going to be measured in in length. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just wanted to add that to the bricky glue, but I guess it's just going to start with one. Yeah, I think. What's great about this is it's it's also a form of exploration, mm. you know, um, like like we would put a man on the moon yeah. as a way of start taking the first step towards yeah. one day living on the moon. Instead, we're putting, putting a, a vine in a man. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and and exploration up until this point has been sort of too much of a thing where it's like somebody volunteers, mm. you know, and not enough, it's compulsory or else you're out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's compulsory or else you're out only really works for things that you would want to be in. <laughs> yeah, I know, but this is your home. And there's so much honour in knowing that you're doing the right thing. What, like, what we're really... We're, we're, yeah. like Obviously, people, you're doing people, the right thing. People who don't want to eat vines are cowards, and they'll be given by the you know elderly women in the community. They'll be given a white feather as they leave the igloo. People who don't want to eat and they'll be shamed. People who don't want to eat vines are the same people who refuse to stop taking plastic bags from supermarkets. Exactly. They're like they won't change. They don't. They refuse to change. Right. And whereas we're like, uh, we're gonna find the the bacteria that comes in your gut that helps you process vine, we're going to find it. It's probably on vines. So if you just eat more vines, eventually you'll get the gut bacteria. If not... That'll be on our, our, uh, our flag. Yeah. Just eat more vines. Eat more, <laughs> just eat more vines, right? And then we'll probably also start looking at other creatures that eat vines. Mm. And then... Because this was the problem, right? Then we start looking at them. Well, then we, after we've eaten a bunch of vines... <laughs> I think Look, let's get a good stomach full of vines first. <laughs> Everybody, fill up on vines, and then we'll go start researching creatures that can digest vines. But you know what? You know what they say. You don't want to go searching for vine creatures on an empty stomach because <laughs> you'll just take the first vine creature you see. Well, this is the problem: is that if you just 
if you don't try vines, you don't even know if you can eat vines. Exactly. <laughs> at this point, all we know is that we don't eat vines, but they smell so good, right? But we don't eat them. Right, that's the problem. And so if you, if you ignore the, the common sense answer to that, which is start eating vines, right? Then This you, is common sense. This is common sense. This is, and you need people, we need more common sense. The mayor was mm. inspired by a, uh, a report on the national broadcaster about how climate change had affected all these farmers in a, a nearby region mm. where all, uh, because of a, a, an overly hot summer, all of the tomatoes just rot on the vine. Yep. But that vine was still there. That yeah. vine was looking mint, mate. That <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got a little bit of tomato rot on it. <laughs> a little bit, but you can just... You can hose that off. You can hose it, and the vine stays fine. <laughs> That's on our other flag. That's the other flag. Vine stays fine. <laughs> tomatoes rot, but vine stays fine. <laughs> Oh, I love how you got that tomatoes rot bit uh, <laughs> to sort of rhyme with the overall thing. The, the guy, the guy isn't even anti-tomato, but you're not allowed to eat tomatoes in this town. Well, it's our major export industry. We'd be crazy to to eat them. We're gonna make sure that they're too expensive. It's like that thing in Bolivia or wherever you can't eat corn anymore because it's like. Because they're exporting it and it, it it gets too good a price. Isn't that quinoa? Quinoa, probably quinoa, and then I think in Mexico it's corn sometimes. Yeah, right. You know, it's gonna be like that, but we're gonna force that on our people. Mm. Tomatoes are too expensive, but because they're too shit. And people talk about forcing things on the people like it's a bad thing, yeah, but yeah. we just need to reframe that. So we like it's okay. We're forcing you. Like we'll just do it in a. We'll say it's okay. At the it's start, okay in that voice. It's okay. Don't worry about it. We're forcing you. Don't worry. It's compulsory. <laughs> you have to do it, or else it's okay. You have to do it, or else you get kicked out of the viney glue. <laughs> you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. <laughs> sure, you can go out there and eat whatever everybody else eats. But when it, it comes won't to won't smell as good as that vine, though. Yeah, it won't smell as good. And if all that food eventually goes, all that will be left is vine. And we're going to be the people who may have adapted to be able to eat it. <laughs> and you're going to come crawling back. <laughs> and once you get here, the only thing that will be there here to eat is vine. Nothing tastes as good as this vine smells. smells. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some things <laughs> smell better. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but nothing smells exactly the same as this vine. Exactly. Except for maybe the little green bit on the top of the tomato, but we don't know whether or not that's edible. <laughs> We're not touching that. That's not our thing. That's for another igloo yeah. and another mayor. Another vine, another time. So that's uh, pretty <laughs> pretty compelling. Have you written that down? Well, it's vine brick igloo. <laughs> Fantastic. Bricky, oh, yeah, vine bricky glue, mm. not vine brick. Mm. I mean, we could learn how to make clear bricks from the vines, but then we'd be cutting into our food. Make bricks from the vines. Make bricks from the vines. What's on time? <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I'm very punctual. Ah, um, uh. Was there something between... Vine, brick, and competitive sleeping. Mm. I guess that was your thing about... <laughs> Whispering things to people while they're asleep. 
I mean, but is there... A I w- I, look, to be honest, all it was is I want to know if that's actually possible. Okay, I yeah. want to know if anything goes in when but, stuff is whispered to you while you're asleep. Yeah, well, before we... Before I may have we, built too much of a complicated TV show around it, though. I think before it becomes a big competition, a yeah. big competition TV show, mm. maybe it could be a thing that lovers do to each other. I should just ask Carly to whisper some stuff to me. Yeah. We're lovers. You guys are lovers. And then... And then, well, so, so let's say she whispers for about, wait, like five minutes? Is that? Okay. Uh, yeah, that'll okay. do it. That'll so do if it. she's awake, I guess that'll happen right now because she's having to feed the baby. Feed the baby, and she's not doing anything. She's not doing she's anything. She's just looking at her phone. Well, yeah, exactly. So, but once, as soon as she's finished feeding the baby, put the Before baby she to, goes to sleep. Yeah, before she goes to sleep, she shakes you. <laughs> Like, really intensely to wake you up, and then she finds out whether or not, while she was whispering things, you picked any of it up. Yes. Actually, well, I mean, she does wake me up to change the baby's nappy at the moment. Yeah. It's like, this is actually so good for my lifestyle. I knew there was a reason why I felt there was something Mm, in this. Like this. And so, and what are you hoping? Just to to know whether or not things that are whispered to to you, what's the conclusion you're looking for? Because do you want her to start shaping your dreams in a certain way? I mean, it it would be something, wouldn't it? It would be intimate, surely. She had control over my mind while I slept. Now, is that a kind of control that you'd want to relinquish? I guess it's kind of, it's it's an anarchy. I wasn't doing anything with it anyway. Well, but you could also get her to, you know, go, like we whisper like, hey, can you give me the best joke idea? that's ever happened use my subconscious brain for some processing power yeah like mining bitcoin when your computer's not being used exactly and then you and then she wakes you up and she gets you to tell you the joke yeah i mean it's it it, it will definitely work so who was that person who was that writer maybe it was a jekyll and hyde guy who used to say that he had fairies you talk about his or, or his elves is that robert louis stevenson Maybe, who had elves or something like that, that he, he believed he, he could just say, I'll put the elves to work and they'll give me my my story mm. and, and, and they'll they'll make the story in the nighttime. Alistair, the tips of our toes just touched <laughs> under the table. <laughs> <laughs> you had the tip of your big toe brushed across the tip of my toe and there was a look of panic in both of our eyes. I forgot that you weren't wearing shoes. <laughs> We're both that. not wearing shoes at the moment because it's quite warm where we are. Yeah. In the Southern Hemisphere. Here in the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're both sitting in exactly the same posture with exactly the same colour pants and mm. under the podcasting table. Our, our same coloured feet touched each other. Yeah, the tips of our toes brushed across. And in, in that moment, I felt like there was something passed between us. Mm. Maybe a fragment of energy. Yeah, maybe a scent. What was that thing we were talking about on the train on the way up? That was very funny. A crystal. Oh, a crystal. Crystal with special powers. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna invent a line of crystals. Yeah, that know, have special fat powers. One, they'll be like purple and sort of you know all crystal like. But written on them will be one will be written logic, and the other one will have skepticism. Yeah, and you can sort of put them in your drink bottle. Yeah, like that, and and while you eat it at night and during the day. While you eat it at night. Yeah. While you eat it at night. <laughs> <laughs> While you eat your drink bottle at night and during the day. And then you can just take it out and then go home and then you can fill it up with rocks again. <laughs> anyway, so look, we're going to try and find a way, create a line of crystals, and, and one will give you the power of logic, yeah. and one will give you the power of skepticism. And another one will say, not getting ripped off. Not getting and ripped that off. That one's like, 
180 that bucks. That one's 180 bucks per crystal. Yeah. Right? And and those crystals are a lot smaller than the smaller. other ones. They're smaller. You need several. You need several, and you've got to keep like, sending you them back some, to get recharged. You drink some of that water, and you still feel like you've been ripped off. You're like, you need more. Yeah. So you've got to buy another six or seven to put in your mm. drink bottle. They're very small. Yeah. <laughs> and But they're very... But they're... And they're also very weak. <laughs> very small, but they are very weak. <laughs> you know, and so that's why you got to buy loads, but they're super expensive. Yeah, there are all these all these bugs and little insects and stuff that mm. can all carry like five hundred times their own weight and stuff. Mm. Are there any small things like that that are very weak for their size? Like even mm. for their size, they can still like if they were as big as us. They wouldn't even be able to pick up a piece of paper or something like that, you know. The real mm, yeah. What's the what's the biggest thing that is the weakest? The biggest biggest to weaken weakness ratio. Ratio. Yeah. Um, I feel like there would be would be something. We find wherever mm. that that what's that size is where that where that tips over. It feels like somewhere around like the mouse kind of thing is probably about right. Well, mouse doesn't seem strong. I mean, they seem exactly. Yeah, but what about the sloth? I mean, they can hold themselves up. I guess they'd be muscular. Yeah, but they've just got hook legs. I don't think they're really holding anything. They've just they're, they're toes. It's so just they like just hooks. dangle. They're like basically a coat hanger. So they're just a yeah, and that's why they move slow because they're not strong. Mm. But does that mean that they're struggling the whole time? Because it feels like they're even constantly if... struggling. Oh. <laughs> I am a sloth of constant struggle. Yeah. Exactly. A lot of songs in this episode. I love it. Yeah. What, what was the other song? What was the... Uh, oh, I sang some dumb thing. I can't remember. Um, so can can we... Did we write that down? The Crystal... The Crystal's what, Business? Yeah, it's That's such just a, a good business. So if, if there's anybody who listens to us who has either a Crystal's Business... Yep. ...and a way of writing things onto crystals... Mm. <laughs> um, but also... And a desire to give us a... Portion of the profits. A portion of the... But also web design skills. Yes, yeah, so also... Web design, business management. Oh, maybe this is just something Redbubble does. You really got to. You sound you like can, you, we sell t-shirts. Does Redbubble Red do now. crystals? I don't know if they do crystals. <laughs> we should get out to them. See if they can get our logo on some crystals. <laughs> um, um, hey, we've got a bunch of ideas, and we've got some uh, words from a listener. Do yeah. you want to? Okay, we do got, something with those. Well, three words from one of our Patreon mm. supporters, and this Patreon. Pa- uh, this Patreon supporter has uh, donated some money so that he can uh, donate three words to the podcast and that we come up with an idea based on these three words. Now, Alistair is obviously French-Canadian, so what he's doing is okay. It's okay. But um, what I did earlier, I apologize for. What did you do earlier? I said Patreon. But no, c'est correct. C'est correct. You can do that. Oh. Because you did a little bit of French when you were uh, in the primary school. Yeah, it's okay. I can do that. I did some French in primary school. Yes. So, uh, the three words are from a uh, listener who is known as Henri Smith. Henry Smith. Henry Smith. Henry Smith. Uh, Henry, uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Henry. I haven't even heard the words, and I already know. They're going to be delightful. They're going to be fall upon me as uh, soft kisses from a angel butterfly. Mm, an angel butterfly's pursed buttock. Great. 
Is that a thing? Pursed? Is that what yeah, you do with yeah, your yeah. lips? Yeah, you purse your lips. But if you could do it with your buttock. sort of your butterfly buttock. I think butterflies with butts is uh, something something I could be into. Yeah, just yeah. like it's just a, it's a regular butterfly, but at the end, at the end of the stem, mm. at the bottom part, just there's a little fold. Yeah, like that, and, it's, <laughs> and just, it's pink. Yeah, and it's just just a human ass. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> Henry I'm sorry, Smith. I said I said pink there. I realized I erased the great spectrum of what could be all the different butterfly asses. But that shows me as just being trapped inside my own uh, prism you know, of pink. Yeah, pink prism. Pink prism. All right. Here's Henry's three words: pheasant, brick, mm. intrigue. Now. <laughs> You know, people, yeah, there's this British tradition of hunting game. That sort yeah. of thing. They go out hunting animals. Mm-hmm. Hunting pheasants is a big part of it, right? Sure. And, the, and the beaters are out there and the beaters have got to hit the bushes and get the pheasants to fly up into the sky right. and then all the rich people are there with their guns sort of shooting more or less towards the beaters, but it's okay, they aim above their heads, so above. it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about that, right? But guns haven't been invented and all the rich people are out there with Bricks, uh, just a bag just, of bricks. A bag of bricks, hurling them up into the sky, hoping like to hit this. a pheasant. Sure, I mean, I mean, why, why would it also be pheasants? You know, it could be something else. Um, well, pheasants was in the uh, that's true in the description. That's where I, where I got that from. I know, but we could but use. Like, what are you thinking? Like ducks? Ducks. I mean, what else could be in a Squid? bush? Bush. Um, you know what? Mm-hmm. They don't. They, Aquatic creatures. Mm. What's the equivalent of that, right? They go out there. I say you're dropping bricks on squid. Yeah. As a form of hunting. Well, that's it. You just you get the rich people. Mm. They're just a they're they're just a small island off of the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Who who came? You know, who all their traditions come from the United Kingdom, mm. but they don't have the 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 vast fields of mm. much of the rest of. Mm. The kingdom. Yes. Right? But they do have a lot of quite shallow water. Yes. Um, where, and, and a brick factory. <laughs> <laughs> and an abundance of squid. An abundance of squid, yeah. They go out there and yeah. they drop bricks on them. And they just, but there's a guy who goes around near, like he goes near, uh, like bit, bushes of seaweed or sort of just like near rocky, rocky areas and he, and he bangs. Bangs sort of, it with a little underwater stick. A little underwater stick. Like that? What's something that would reverberate well under water? A bell? A bell, yeah. All right, he hits a bell. Yeah. Great. He blows down a tube. He bursts a balloon. I imagine that would quite create an mm. interesting effect underwater. I think, I think... Let's burst a balloon underwater. I wonder what that would be like. Oh. Take a balloon down there. Mm. Pop it. I'd love to. Mm. Pop it. Um, and then so then you get these rich people out there and they go out for a nice day of... Um, Dropping bricks on squid, like that, and it's you know are they? But they're hurling them, right? They're not just dropping them. Well, it's interesting because what if you think about shooting a bird, mm-hmm. right? We are uh, fighting against gravity with our bullet to shoot something in the kill something in the sky. Yeah, right. Uh, but it makes sense that when we go out to sea, that we would work with gravity. To crush something in the ocean, you know. So dropping a brick straight mm. down sure. feels like a you know kind of 
you know, you see the thing down there swimming mm. along, right? You've got to time your brick dropping exactly. Yeah. Sure. Shh, yeah, before, before the squid inks, mm. you know, like it sees you in inks or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And I guess you'd need some kind of underwater dog, a seal. Well, I was wondering if a ba- about, about a barracuda. About, about a barracuda. You know, like a barracuda that they, they breed in the sort of near the, near the brickworks. Perfect. Perfect. It's, just, it's just a barracuda farm. But they, they, they train them. They train them to acclimatize them mm. to human hands, you know, mm. to being used to being around humans. Because yep. I think they're quite a vicious <laughs> fish. And so you but just... You, you train them and, they, and they, they become very loving. They become very loving and they're very... Very, very protective. Obedient. Yeah, very obedient, obedient of, yep. the, of the hands that sort of mm. are always near them. Mm. Like that, because the hands come in and give them fish and different things like that. Yeah, yeah. Like that, and but they and they also teach them while, to hate. They tear squid. those hands off. Yeah. Oh, of course. Every young every young barracuda claims at least a couple of fingers. Yeah, and you know a lot of the people on this island don't have any hands, mm. but it's okay. They can still work at the brick factory. Well, yeah, that's right, and they can also pushing things around. Um, I bricks. guess that that's why this at the brick factory they also make these kind of um, these false hands out of mm. brick that you can sort of just. Screw onto your stump. Wow, I'm sorry. Perhaps. Is that uh, just just on this island? Uh, that's not a word that we use. Okay. <laughs> uh, we just call it our extremity. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. our non-sharp extem- extremity. Exactly. Our blunt, 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 blunt extremity. Mm. Um. Yeah. Is okay. this good? I th- I I I, th- I think bricking squid. Is, sure. is is something, you know? Like I think you could take a a hunting party out to sea in your boat, right? And you're all there, and you're all dressed up, I guess, like um, you know, like people who go fox hunting mm. or whatever. You got your your big red coats on, your little helmets, but maybe or they're all milling nobody, around. There's nobody driving the boat or rowing it. There's just a man in the water who walks around and pulls the boat like that. Just yeah. So so that there's still like a sort of a poor person who gets taken right, advantage right. of. Right, They get exploited in some way. Yeah. yeah. And because there's actually no, like the continental shelf is so far away and the water doesn't get deep for ages. Mm. So there actually is, it's about, it's sort of about nipple height, the water for... Perfect for, for about two three miles. Right. So and then you you and your crew you're you're on the thing and you wait for a squid to swim under the boat. You drop a brick on it mm-hmm. and then your trained barracuda uh, fetches, fetches it. it. <laughs> yeah, and then you feed, feed it a pilchard a pilfered pilchard P- a, a pilfered pitch pilchard. Yeah, you you pilfered a pitch Pil- pil- pilchard. Smelts. Have you ever had smelts? Ah, what's a smelt? Is that it's like a baby salmon? It's like a small fish of some sort. I don't know. Mm. But I used to have it when I was a kid. My parents would deep fry them, I think. Do, do you remember it fondly? I remember it fondly. but They, they were delicious? Yeah. Best thing you've ever eaten? I, I can't remember now. Is this a, it's, it must be a Canada thing, right? Either Canada or Scotland thing. I don't know where mm. my parents picked it up. Mm. Smelt. Not yeah. a good name for a food. Do you think it sounds Scottish or do you think it sounds Canadian? It sounds, it sounds Scottish. Yeah. Smelt. Smelt. Deep right. fry some smelt. Well, certainly the deep frying sounds Scottish, doesn't it? That's true. Should I um, start reading out the... Uh, Can you deep skits? fry air? Have we tried this? Have we looked into this? Have you seen this? I mean, like deep fry just a... A, a, a breath? A breath. Maybe but, so, but you would have to batter it. You'd have to it. batter it in some way. You'd so, have to make a, breath, a, a batter bubble. Okay, can we make a kind of a batter that you mm-hmm. can... That, that, that has similar properties to... Um, Mm. To de- to detergent, allowing you to blow batter bubbles, yeah, uh, and then deep fry them, 
right? I you think... can blow anything you want into that batter bubble. Yeah. And the great thing is what's inside the air, there's yeah. no fat in that. That's great. Unless you what you want to breathe in is fat. Great. Yeah. Because it could just be a cloud of fat. Fat cloud. Yeah. <laughs> Which we've talked about. Oh, no, we talked about air. Cake in the air. Yeah. But this is different. This is fat. <laughs> fat in the air. <laughs> Living like a... off the fat of the air. <laughs> it could be like a fat plasma. Because that would be exciting, it's, it's wouldn't it? It's got to be possible, right? Because we can get humidity, which is just water in the air. So you can get deep fried humidity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. But then you've got to be able to get other stuff in the air. You've got to be able to evaporate. Well, of fat. course. You get greasy stuff around when you're frying and that sort of thing. That's got to be fat in the air. Yeah. I reckon I've breathed, breathed in some fat in my time. Mm. Standing over a, a deep fryer well, all summer, you know, making food for the people visiting the beach or whatever, you're... You're breathing in some fat. You got some fat in your lungs. Alistair, it sounded like you were talking from some real lived experience. I've lived. Then. I've yeah. lived, Andy. You made food for people coming to the beach or whatever? Oh, yeah. I ran a whole kiosk all summer. You ran a whole kiosk? Oh, yeah. They just let this, what, like 14-year-old run a kiosk and run in the fryers, run the ice creams. You serious? Oh, yeah. That seems like the sort of thing that, like, if I'd been do- had a job like that at a young age, I would have gone on to be much more successful than you are right now. Well, it turns out, Andy, this is this is the limit of how successful somebody who did that can be. But it's also it's great to debunk that myth that like kids who have jobs early on and mm. are given responsibility and work hard and that sort of yeah. thing go on to make something of themselves. Yeah, it's a real <laughs> a- it's a real dis- dis- dispelling of that myth. Yeah, that they just wind up with uh, as a guy. With a podcast with some other loser. Well, I didn't do that, and I'm exactly at the same place as you are yeah. now. I never and really worked very hard. With as a actually kid at like all. three times more kids as I have. Exactly. So, so. In many ways, you've got a huge burden. So luckily, <laughs> luckily, I've just uh, eased my way. Oh, you think that that was it? Was the job at the kiosk that helped you avoid having two extra kids? Absolutely, Andy. Well, that, that was that the responsibility I learned over that summer. Yeah. Um, anyway, and also Andy. the uh, you know the. Probably the damage to your your your, your um, sperm or absolutely, something. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I I definitely my my ball bag landed in that hot fryer <laughs> a few times. Um. Anyway, deep fried batter bubble. Um. Could right. be something in that. Yeah, yeah. I'll I don't know if it's a down. sketch, but uh, I mean, know, it look, some... I think a few of these are business ideas. Anyway, it doesn't. A matter. lot of them are business ideas. This is a business ideas podcast now. I know, but you could do. We you... had a consultant in who talked us talked us through how we could sort of streamline things and monetize things and turn this what is essentially you know sort of a dead weight podcast a non performing mm-hmm. sector of the two in the think tank industry. You yeah. know, one of our one of our divisions that really mm-hmm. hasn't been paying off in the same way as a lot of the other two in the think tank stuff that we do, like yeah. the two in the think tank petting zoo and the two in the think tank uh, plotting zoo. Plotting zoo. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, and he said, turn into a business ideas podcast, and that's what we're in the process of doing. Anyway, hope you you'll you'll come along with us. Yeah, but journey. absolutely. But also, you know, there's just the um, there's a sketch in the character study of the guy who invents the deep fried batter bubble. The it's deep fried air is what he calls it. Yeah. Do you think he's any he, and he's he resents that people say that deep fried things are associated with Scotland because he's from North, Australia, South Scotland. He's from South Scotland, <laughs> <laughs> but very close to the border. Yeah. Right, and like it's to assume is still insulting. I am from Scotland, but I don't speak with a Scottish accent. Yeah. And I'm from actually from South Scotland and that's less so. 
Less so Scottish. It's less Scottish. <laughs> we should probably stop, stop, okay. stop. Wait, we should probably dip it, dip it, dip it, dip it. Okay. We've got length of salad train uh, restaurant. That's a yeah. business idea. Oh, it's boy. I mean, it feels a lot like some other idea we've come up with before, but we talked about it a lot, and there no, were that... some details that I really appreciated. Yeah. No, no, you're thinking of the brick one, right? Yeah, uh, well, yeah hammer again, and brick. That was still eating a length of... of food by by the length I yeah, realize but, now. but then you had to bl- you had to bl- <laughs> blend it all up and turn it into a uniform sort of yeah single colored brick Whereas this one's just lined up this is so lined up and you just eating. eat it off the table like and a the horse conversation speed is, t- is pegged to the rate at which you're eating yeah uh, then we got cave of bears which is sort of based off of a a show where, where you go and tell people business ideas. Oh, wow. But this one, you come in and you, all the business people are laying on the floor sleeping over the, in the cave, dressed as bears, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to go in and steal the beehive without them waking up. And then we have... <laughs> I love it. Oh, I like the idea that they filmed that... Straight after they filmed like Shark Tank or whatever. So there's a, all right, that's a wrap. Everybody in your bear costumes, get down for a sleep. All these billionaires pulling on their bear costumes. And then costumes. get the other business people in who yeah. want to uh, pitch ideas. And uh, then we got Vine Brick Igloo, and that's the mayor who builds a big e- e- glass igloo around his place. So that it's just can... dawning on me that this could be one of the stupidest episodes we've ever done. All right. Yeah, and then, you know, so that people can only eat vines. It's compulsory yeah, to eat vines. Wood. So that... It's an eating wood. Well, it's not eating wood, Andy. This no, but is... it's progress towards it's eating pr- wood. Isn't pr- that why it's... we're doing it? Yeah, I know, but it's a little bit more reasonable than eating wood. Sorry, yeah. We did this get some eating... feedback that the eating wood thing was a bit unrealistic. Yeah. And... The great thing about vines is they're already floppy. They're already floppy, and they're so much closer to food, which is it's very rare that you just get food straight off of wood. Exactly. Except for maybe apples. and. Exactly. Is that little bit at the end of an apple, that little stem, is that mm. wood? I think that could be wood. Really? Have you eaten those? Uh, I don't think I've ever tried. Yeah, well, let's get on to that. Okay, let's, I think that's a good step. I think it's, it's time we start practicing what we preach. <laughs> <laughs> People are probably sick of us. We're a bit like those Chapo Trap House guys who just sort of talk a lot about politics and criticize people in politics. Mm. But, you know... They've been criticised themselves for not really getting involved in that sort of thing, and we're in very similar situation. We make a similar Ooh. amount of money on Patreon a month. We yeah. have a similar kind of influence within the you know the, the youth world politics and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, in a similar way, we are going to start eating wood on this we're podcast. We're going to have to, yeah, yeah. yeah Just with a little bit, so we can start selling wood. Yep. Well, I mean, if that became a thing. That's a, thing that, that's a thing that a lot of Apple growers and stuff, they probably just try and throw away. Those wood little bits. Stems. Yeah. You could probably go to the supermarket and just steal all the stems. <laughs> They're not going to get you on that. That's not shoplifting. That's a technicality. Yeah. Nobody wants that. You're actually not stealing an apple. You're actually stealing part of the tree, and that belongs to you the farmer. You can go into the supermarket. <laughs> and he's not here. You can, eat, you can eat as many stems as you want, and they can't touch you. They actually can't. What? 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 It's not. I'm not eating an apple. <laughs> I'm eating a stem. That's I'm actually filling wood. up on stems. Show me on your registers where it says you sell stems. Ha! You don't. That's not the same kind of stem. That's as if they found stems on the registers. 
I'll say here we sell stems actually sir uh, yeah it's not apple stems it doesn't it doesn't make it's not specific enough legally it's got to be more specific you can't touch me you can't touch me <laughs> all right we got then we got competitive sleeping it's just I wonder like, if you could eat the pull go into the supermarket pull all the grapes off of that and just eat that <laughs> The vine, that's wood. Yeah. And then that's just a bag of loose grapes, which people would love. People would love that. But they do always seem firmer when they're on the Definitely, thing. Yeah. definitely. The ones that are loose in the thing, you're like, ooh, I eat. Yeah, but occasionally you get some great ones. But also you end up eating all of those at the end anyway. See, that's the tragedy of life. Mm. You eat all the good grapes first and then you just got those ones that are loose in the bag at the end. It degrading. is like life where, you know, at the end of your life, it's a less quality. It's the same with grapes. Yeah. But that's that's only that's only if you don't eat stems, right? Exactly. <laughs> and, and vines. You see, because then you'll finish eating all the grapes and the ones at the bottom, and then you'll have the best bit left, the stem. <laughs> I I don't only want us to start eating stems and vines and wood. I soon no, want it Alistair to, has other visions. I want it to be the best thing that we eat. Yeah. Great. Is it too much to ask that people enjoy it? Hmm. Thrive, and at some point, people will be like, "Can you believe that back in 2016 or whatever year it is, <laughs> 18?" <laughs> people will be like, "That stems only made up. They only made up sort of, you know, one point five percent of an apple." But farmers, with using selective breeding, managed to make an apple <laughs> that, is- that was that was seventy five percent stem, <laughs> and it's the best part. <laughs> Mm. Mm. Stem. Stem, anyone? <laughs> More stem. <laughs> More stem pie. <laughs> They'll say. Um, uh, it's competitive sleeping. Like, who can sleep the longest? I don't know. It feels like something. Crystal. The other great thing is that everything's got a stem. You know, even fruit that isn't edible still has a stem. Yeah. So if you can eat stems, you can eat anything. You'll never go That's hungry right. a day in your life. Yep. Um, cantaloupes, they got that vine stem. I presume. I assume. Uh, oh, pumpkin stem. Imagine getting in, hooking into that mm, big old thing. That's a real mouthful. Baked baked pumpkin sp- stem. Spiced pumpkin stem latte. Oh, yes. <laughs> Finally get away from that damn pumpkin. Um, crystals business, that's our business where we sell crystals. Crystals will make you more skeptical. More skeptical and more logical and Greater less... power of critical thought. Yeah, and less, and less likely to get ripped off. Mm. <laughs> and then we've got uh, bricking squid and that can either be... That's a, that's be a either, great, that, that's great either the, British tradition. And that's the thing is that th- this is what this sketch is about. So it's about this these people who are on this island who... Instead of pheasant hunting, they brick squid. Mm. But they've recently come up against, in a court case, because bricking squid is now something um, that the kids are doing, where they eat food in a certain way so that when they poop, it comes out shaped like a perfectly beautiful squid. Like that. And that's also called bricking squid. And they get in trouble. Well, because then the trademark... There's, you know, there's a trademark battle. There's, right, there's, there's between suing. the kids eating food in a certain way and shitting it out. Yeah, They've well, trademarked it. It's a thing that kids do so that they can... It's like it's like poop art, but it doesn't come out looking like poop. It comes out looking like... 
a squid. Like a beautiful squid. And one they of call the most it bricking squid. Bricking squid. Whereas on this island, it's been a way of life for a really long for time. For a long time, mm. they brick. They've been bricking squid, and and they're kind of they're a higher class people mm. than these art arty types. Oh, I don't know whose side I'm on anymore. Yeah, and 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 so they their reputations are everything, and they don't want to be to them associated you know, associated with, with mm. sort of this poop art movement. Mm. Yeah, and it is a well, movement. Well, it's uh... <laughs> And then we have the deep fried batter bubble. Oh, the, the guy who tried to batter air. Bubble. You know, we all have dreams. Yeah. You know, just to, I I love breathing. Mm. Right? I love air. Mm. It's great. But everything's better with a bit of batter on it. Yeah. Everything's better with a bit of batter on it. Everything's better with a bit of batter on it. Everything's better with a bit of batter on it. With a bit of batter, with a bit of bit of batter on it. With a bit of batter, everything is better with a bit of And then better on it, get the better on it. With a batter and the batter on the bit of it. Everything is better with a bit of batter on it. Everything is better with a bit of batter on it. Oh, yeah. Everything is better. With a bit of a batter on it. You're listening to Two in the Think Tank. Yes, thanks so much, everybody. We um, really do appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Mm. So I'm Alistair George Williams on my virtual, and you can find me at Alistair TB <laughs> on Twitter. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. And we're at Two in Tank, and you can donate to us on Patreon if you're still listening. Um, <laughs> you know, because it's. And, and last time we took money out of the Patreon, which is a few months ago. Um, Andy used it to pay for his mortgage because <laughs> he didn't have enough money to pay for his mortgage. This is really – I don't know if the listeners so, want to – that's putting a lot of pressure on the it's listeners. It's not putting pressure. I think, I think it will help the ones who are already donating realize what a difference they're making. Right. And it will help the ones who, who are donating but who would prefer I was homeless. Well, yeah. The, 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 to give them a path to achieving that. Yeah. And then path. the other people who are like – Oh, I didn't realize how much these people needed this. <laughs> that also helps then. See, this is the thing, though. We can't need it that much because we're wasting everybody's lives I know, with this but, stupid podcast. I know, but once... I mean, this is... We're just, we just need this while, until, while we're waiting for our crystals business <laughs> to kick off. Red bubble, come yeah, on. Red bubble. <laughs> you got to start making crystals. Um, so thank you very much. Please review us on iTunes. iTunes yeah. Um, any people who donate eight dollars on Patreon, please send us more episodes for the extra, uh, more suggestions for the extra episodes because we're running low on those. Mm. Anybody, you know, keep sending in your three ideas if you're a three dollar thing, and review us on iTunes. And also, we, we love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.